I think that at the heart of my philosophy is much more libertarianism than... Uh, then, uh, well, that's the fashionable word these days, I guess. Liber yeah. A conservative is no longer just that. He's a libertarian. And well, always has been. Because I how do we call a liberal... You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of, li of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny. Hey, everybody, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. Today's April 13th, 2022, and that was one-time California Democrat turned Republican President Ronald Reagan making some sense. And we've been sitting on that clip for a while because I've had this folder of clips where I just send clips that I see throughout the day and we have this massive folder of clips. And I've had this one kind of sitting there like there's gonna be a day when I wanna do a show that hits that, that just pounds that idea into the dust and today is the day. That is going to be the theme of the show today. Uh, real quick guys, I just wanna thank everybody for the huge, huge amount of support that we got yesterday. Don't Burn This Country absolutely killed it. I know I've been doing an awful lot of promotion for the book and yesterday was very focused on sales and getting word out there and everything. I thank you guys for sticking with me. We are gonna ease up on some of that. So I really do thank you. We hit number one on basically all the applicable charts on Amazon and we've sold a ton of books and I'm very excited and I'm more excited to get the ideas out there than anything else, truly. Uh, so the one thing that I do wanna say quickly about the book uh, is of course about the tour because we are about to head out on the tour. Quick reminder, the Orlando show, which was supposed to be on Monday, we have delayed it. If you have the tickets, don't do anything yet. We have a massive guest. It's the guest. It's the guy that I would want to talk to more than anyone else. I've said too much. You'll get an email soon about the rescheduled date and then we'll get the uh, tickets out for everybody else. So just hang tight on that. So we are kicking off the tour uh, next Tuesday, the 19th at West Palm Improv with Donald Trump Jr. Then I'm in Clearwater with Benny Johnson, Andrew Clavin in Raleigh, North Carolina, Michael Malice in Atlanta, Yanmi Park in Chicago, Glenn Beck in Dallas, Megan McCain in DC, Megan Kelly in West Nyack, Dennis Prager in Brea, Larry Elder in Oxnard, Den Douglas Murray in San Jose, Blake Masters in Phoenix, and I'm hearing that uh, Charlie Kirk may join for that one too, and uh, Brian Callen in Denver, DaveRubin.com slash events. So I thank you guys. I'm psyched to get back out on the road, you know, when we released the last book, uh, the, the lockdown, remember the lockdowns and the pandemic and that whole thing? Uh, I had a worldwide tour going for that one and we had to cancel the entire thing. So uh, I am excited to get out there and give you guys the one second hug. So the theme of today's show, and I think we've got a really nice little thread for you today, is okay, if you are a liberal, can you vote for Democrats? Because as I've been saying, we can talk about all these ideas. We can expose the woke. You guys get it already. They're bananas, they're collectivists, they're Marxists, they're destroying everything. They're doing it, right? They're doing it, we just have to admit it. They're doing it, but now what are the answers? What are the actual tangible answers that we have 
in a time of mass destruction? What are the things that you can do in your life? Who are the people you can vote for? What are the ideas that will matter? And how do we put all of this stuff into practice? Because now it's time to focus on solutions. They've, they've destroyed an awful lot. But those of us that have had enough of the destruction, it's time to start rebuilding. It's, start, it's time to start thinking a little bit differently about things. And perhaps, perhaps, and this is gonna be the hardest one, and it is the theme today for my, for my good remaining liberal friends, and there are a few, for the, for the banged up Democrat that doesn't know which way is up anymore. Uh, for the old New York or Cali liberal who wasn't a complete woke lunatic, what do you do? What do you do? And Bill Maher, who I've spent a lot of time talking about uh, over the last couple of months, he just did a three-hour uh, long interview with Joe Rogan. And like he often does, he makes some sense and then completely no sense. And it doesn't ever seem to get to the end of the road. So I'm going to try to drag him there. So Bill Maher, today's show goes out to you. Uh, real quick, before we get to that, I want to talk to you guys about fast-growing trees because spring and summer are the seasons for finally getting outdoors and for entertaining pool parties and BBQs. But if your yard looks like a plant cemetery, you're not going to get to enjoy it as much as you'd like to. Get your place looking like a resort easy and fast with fast-growing trees. When it comes to caring for your plants, know-how matters. That's why fastgrowingtrees.com, fastgrowingtrees.com's experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate location and needs. There's no waiting in lines and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone and your plants are shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus their growing and care advice is available 24 seven. Whether you're looking for increased privacy, shade, or adding some natural beauty to your yard, fast-growing trees have the perfect plants and the expertise to help you find them. Even if you've never had a green thumb, they'll make you feel like you do. One million home gardeners have already seen what fastgrowingtrees.com can do for them. And actually, I just ordered a whole bunch because we got this fence here and I want a little more privacy in the backyard because occasionally I, I might wander around naked. It's possible here in the backyard. I've said too much. Uh, they've got a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee that you can trust for every, that everything will be healthy for years to come. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben right now and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben, fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben, and now back to me. All right, so the theme today is if you get it, and if you watch this show, I suspect you do, you get, we got a big problem. We have all of the wrong policies being instituted, we have all of the wrong people in charge. We have a media that lies to us about everything. This is a series of things that when you combine them, turns into a very, very toxic situation. Well, okay, what can we do about it? Well, Bill Maher was on Joe Rogan a day or two ago, and they discussed a lot of this and where Maher is at when it comes to saying he's a liberal, who the people he's voting for are, and what is going on with the crazy left. So here, uh, I think you'll see, he actually makes some sense. To me, you know, you're, uh, don't you think you've gotten more conservative? No, I haven't. The left has gotten goofier. Yes. So I seem more conservative, maybe, but like, it's not me who changed. Yes. I feel I'm the same guy, but five years ago, uh, you know, we hadn't spent $6 trillion to stay home. Five years ago, no one was talking about abolishing the police. You no. know, there was no talk about, uh, you know, 
pregnant men. And, you know, I mean, there was just, looting was still yeah. illegal. Right. <laughs> you know, isn't there, that crazy? There was just there's so like, have I changed? No, because if someone had said 20 years ago, I, I I'm not sure looting is a bad thing. I would have opposed it then. See, yeah. I so I haven't changed. Okay, so Bill and your peeps, who may or may not be watching, I want to give credit there, right? You actually haven't changed that much. Your brand of liberalism, which is a brand of liberalism that is is quite worthy. It is the same classical liberalism that this country was founded upon. Individual rights, equality for all. Uh, these are good ideas, using logic and reason to solve problems. The government shouldn't do absolutely everything. Uh, these are good ideas, and actually, in many ways, you have not changed. Uh, but he says the left has gotten goofier. Now, of course, that is correct. The, the progressive movement, which is wildly illiberal, has destroyed liberalism. And this is where I think the disconnect comes with Bill. So, okay, if you're a good liberal, but everyone on your side of the aisle, all the people that you've promoted on your show, all the candidates that you've supported, all the Democrats, in essence, if you've always gone with those people, and then suddenly you, you look around and you go, boy, 90% of the people that I associate with are completely insane and are ushering in bad ideas. He lists out a few of them, say abolish the police or uh, men can get pregnant or that looting should suddenly be legal, all of these things. If it's all of the people that call themselves liberals or call themselves lefties, then although you may not have changed, perhaps there is something wrong with the root idea of liberalism. And I, this is not something, as I've said before, that I, that I come to lightly as someone that has considered myself a liberal my entire life. The, the basic ideas of a John Stuart Mill liberalism, of Thomas Jefferson liberalism, the, those ideas that ushered in this country are basically the right ideas, but perhaps now they're missing something. Perhaps in an age of massive intolerance and this woke disease, perhaps liberalism, because it puts tolerance above all else. Well, faux tolerance, I should say. Perhaps that weak underbelly has allowed intolerance to come in. So this is a problem. So you can sit there and say, I am a liberal still, but if everyone that you vote for, meaning Democrats, right? The guy has never voted for a Republican. He'll tell you he hates critical race theory, but although he doesn't live in Virginia, did he publicly support Glenn Youngkin? He'll tell you that Florida is doing everything right, um, but he makes a point of always saying, but I don't, I'm not gonna move to Florida, He'll, and he won't say that he's gonna support Ron DeSantis. So this is the disconnect that the last liberals have. And here today, I am coming, I am coming open and welcoming that it's time for you guys to get on board. It's time, enough's enough, it is time to get on board. So if you think I'm making it up that, that conservatives generally have been warning about these things and usually write about these things. So the sane liberal position now is that lockdowns are bad and actually men can't give birth in a bunch of it, but conservatives, and, and it's not even conservative, it's just sane people. Like it's really not liberal versus conservative anymore. It's basically people with a completely insane set of views versus people with some sane set of views. And we may disagree on you know, some, where those parameters are at exactly, but roughly sane people versus awful insane people, okay? Uh, the same people have been right about a lot. They've been right about the lockdowns. They've been right about what was coming with the gender stuff. They've been right about what was coming with critical race theory and everything else. You may remember this clip on Bill Maher's very show two years ago when Dennis Prager went on to say, in essence, that uh, soon the left will be saying, or they're saying it already, but it's really coming, that men will be able to menstruate. Here we go. 
the left wing is infinitely larger than one person. I don't yes. choose one left wing person who tells a lie. The left wing says, I'll give you gigantic lies, that the United States is a racist country. This, this is a lie. Wow. This is a gargantuan lie. This is the least Wait. racist, multicultural, multi-ethnic country in the history of the world. That these people believe it is proof to me but, about how effective lying but, but you, can be. You would, uh, this, this is an unbelievably okay. non-racist country. Have you people been to Asia? Do they have some racism have ever been documented. Of course there's racism. I'm a oh, Jew. Okay. There are anti-Semites in America. It is a giant lie that America is anti-Semitic. I taught Jewish history right. at Brooklyn College. Okay. I know it. I wrote okay. two books on Judaism. Yes. This is the least anti-Semitic country Jews have ever lived in. To say America is anti-Semitic is right. a lie. To say it is racist is a lie. Okay. These we're, are we're, giant left-wing lies. We're talking about degrees. To say that men can menstruate is a lie. And that is now, that is what is said. Yes. Wait, 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 where did that I, I never heard it. You never heard it, right, okay. Check it out, folks. Check it out. <laughs> Anyone who says wrong. a man wait, wait, cannot wait, menstruate wait, is considered transphobic. I, I, I missed this whole story. You, you did? I did. I tell, no, tell me where, so where, where you're getting it. this. Just Google it. Can men menstruate? Who, who is saying this? You're who talking about saying a very it? small no, percentage. Oh, really? Then how do you allow men, biological men, to run against women in, in the races in Connecticut and set all the high oh, school oh, records? Okay, I know, but that's... Oh, they, they're called men. No, no, the Nation see, magazine I wouldn't... said they're, they're, okay, they're women. Okay. Okay, so everything that Dennis Prager said there was absolutely true. Dennis Prager actually came to my house right after that show and we had a, a lovely dinner that evening with his wife, Sue. Sue, love you. Um, so Dennis Prager was warning about all of this stuff. And of course, when he says that the country is the least racist country ever, Bill, Bill says, well, there's some racism. But of course, it's just a meaningless position. It is a meaningless position to say there is some racism in America. There is some racism everywhere. And Bill, uh, Dennis's response, have you gone to Asia? I mean, guys, you should do a little Googling if you like to Google or whatever search engine you use about the inter-racist attitudes Asian people have about other Asian people from country to country. It's rather extraordinary how the Chinese feel about the Japanese, how the Japanese feel about the Taiwanese, how the, oh, the whole thing, the Koreans feel about this, that, the other, okay? Um, the idea that we are the racist, when we have relentlessly fought over the hundreds of years of our country to eliminate racism, and we pretty much almost got there until the last couple of years where the left is bringing it back. But the audience feels very uncomfortable. They're good liberals. We must be racist. We're good liberals. We, we have to be bad. We feel guilty because we're successful and decent. We must be racist. Not, not us, though. It's those other people. It's those other crazy right-wing people. So, of course... Uh, Dennis is completely right about that and exposes it. Uh, and then when he brings up the gender stuff and this thing about women menstruating, Bill says, well, I missed that story. And Dennis says, no, it's happening right now. And he brings up the point that we now all know, like what have we been talking about for the last couple of months about this endless assault, assault, it's the only word to use, of women when it comes to women's sports and now biological men, Leah Thomas, destroying all of these actual girls because he's not a girl, uh, in women's swimming. Uh, Dennis says, look it up. Dennis says, look it up. When Bill is so shocked that uh, people could be saying this about menstruation, well, you're not gonna believe it. We did. And here's what Google says. When you search, can men menstruate? Having a period is not a feminine thing. And people of all genders menstruate, including non-binary people a gender people and even plenty of men, exclamation point. 
Menstruation doesn't change anything about your gender. It's just a thing that some bodies do. That is pure bullshit. If blood started pouring out of my genitals, this would be a problem and it would have nothing to do with menstruation. I hope my mom's not watching today. This is absolutely insane. That is the first answer that pops up when you, when you Google, can men menstruate? So now understand what's happening here. And I'm laying out a case. I'm laying out a case like a, like a lawyer down south. You understand here? Uh, the liberals, the Bill Maher liberals, and again, this is not an attack on Bill. I'm trying to help the guy, actually. You can't get everything wrong then to, and then attack all of the people who tell the truth. Then two years later, s repeat what they say without a bit of a mea culpa, without a, I'm sorry, Dennis Prager, without a, oh, I voted in for all the wrong people and everything else. Uh, so next, we're going to talk more about uh, the woke Disney groomers and the confusion over don't say gay and the rest of it. Uh, but real quick, I wanna get to bullion max. You know, as inflation surpasses highs, not seen in 40 years, the value of the dollar is decreasing with every passing day. Ain't that the truth? You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store for cars and for housing. Face it, your paper money is worth less. It just is. Friends, the time couldn't be any better for my new sponsor, Bullion Max. Bullion Max is a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer who can help you diversify into gold and silver. It's a hedge against inflation. It's also security for your family in times of crisis. And here's why people love Bullion Max. They're owned by veterans in, precious, in the precious metal space, offer some of the lowest prices on the internet, and they make it so easy to buy directly from their website. I wanna help get you started, so I worked out a special offer with them just for you. Get Bullion Max's Silver Starter Kit at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com slash Dave. This kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including a silver American Eagle and a silver Australian kangaroo. I do love the kangaroo. This offer is limited to just one per household, so get yours now. Go to bullionmax.com slash Dave now. And now back to me. Okay, so Bill Maher continued on uh, the Joe Rogan experience or program or podcast. Uh, talking about Disney and wokeism and sort of where it's all coming from. Do you think that the way it's going right now with late night television, where you, you everyone has to be political, is that what the audience wants, or is that what the executives in the studio wants? Are they like who is? Are they one step behind? Like what? Where? Where is the the mandate coming from? Is it the person who's the host who says, "You know what? I know works in this town. If I want to keep working, I have to be like outwardly well, left leaning, progressive, political." Look, it's. I think it's coming from both because corporations in America now um, are they're leaning know, in, or what? They're leaning into woke, <laughs> hardcore. They're they're, they're petrified yeah. of some kind of backlash. I mean, you see with with Disney now. Corporations, I think, yes, are always going to want to. And look, I'm glad they are progressive thinking. Of course, like with everything on the left these days, they just take it too far. Aha! Aha! The end, the last line there, that was what I'm glad they're for progressive thinking. It's a meaningless statement at this point. What do you mean you're glad that corporations are for progressive thinking? If you mean by that, that you are glad that corporations are for equality. If there was a group of people who couldn't vote, let's say, or a group of people who couldn't get married, or a group of people who had some issue that they could not legally partake in 
because of the color of their skin or the nature of their reality, well, then that would be something that we should progress to. But then what he says is, but of course they go overboard. Well, yes, again, this perhaps has something to do with the weakness of a purely secular liberalism, that, if, that liberalism completely detached from something like belief, something that is bigger than us, something that connects us to God-given rights, not state-given rights, will always leak into the banana's lunacy. And speaking of the banana's lunacy, we've showed you this video. This is uh, Disney animation director Latoya Ravenu talking about how she leaks her bananas crazy lefty nonsense into children's uh, movies and television shows on Disney. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And so let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, this are, like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. Okay, I am so tired of saying this, but I don't have a problem with gay people. I'm married to one, okay? Um, I like some gay people. I don't like, actually, there's a lot of gay people I don't like, quite frankly, uh, but there's a lot of straight people I don't like either. I, I don't choose to like someone or associate with someone whether, uh, depending on their sexuality. I like people based on individuality. Oh, you're gay and you're cool and fun, let's hang out. Oh, you're gay and you're a relentless harping prick, I don't like you. And I would apply those same standards to straight people. The problem here with what LaToya is doing is no one is bringing their children to Disney movies to be indoctrinated into anything. So this has nothing to do really, in, in some essence, this doesn't really have to do with indoctrinating kids into gayness specifically. I don't, I don't even really think that's a thing. I think you can confuse kids in a lot of different ways, but that's not really what this is about. This is that when you thought, when all of us, when we were kids, when you went to the movie theater, or when, when uh, you watched, I remember my grandparents when I was maybe five or six, uh, babysitting for us. My parents went out and we watched uh, Cinderella, VHS tape of Cinderella. It was like, did we think, did my grandparents think, oh, this should indoctrinate them in some way into some ideas? Or was it just a fantastical story that you actually might get some timeless lessons from? Because you used to get some timeless lessons from fairy tales and from these movies and things. But now they're telling you, we are injecting our ideas, my not so secret gay agenda, as she says. This woman works on a, on a Disney show called The Proud Family, by the way. So they're telling you what they do. And I link this to the previous clip about Bill Maher because he is in essence supporting the politicians who support all this and then saying, oh, but they do go too far. Well, yes, they do go too far and then they destroy the liberalism that you say you are for, okay? Uh, this is liberalism without any emergency break. That in essence is what it is. And every set of ideas should have some sort of fail safe in there to go, oh, we hear our set of ideas and it doesn't mean everyone has to believe the exact same things, but we have to have some guardrails around these ideas. Otherwise we don't even, we actually don't have a set of ideas. I think that's what Bill Maher is unfortunately up against. And, and, and it's baked in, it's baked in while they, why they don't have these guardrails. So now let's talk about how the media plays a role in this. Um, CNN's Brian Stelter, and you know this guy, he, he is a, the worst sort of corporate nothing who is, is nothing more than a potato propagandist. And listen to the way, we played one of these clips, we've got a little something of extra for you here, but listen to the way he frames the conversation about what's happening with Disney. And again, he is a progressive, he is a lefty, he is a Democrat, obviously. 
In the United States, we're seeing a theme of the midterm elections emerging. It's the way you can see a wave start to form far from shore before it breaks on the beach. The theme, the talking point on the right, is about protecting kids from the dangers of the Walt Disney Company. Really. But Disney is just a, a stand-in. It's just a symbol for something bigger. A conservative backlash to growing acceptance of gay and transgender people. A conservative fear that traditional beliefs are being trampled on. And there are entire networks that program to this fear, and many politicians that react to it. That's the story here. Opponents say they're really actually anti-gay bills, and it's easy to picture this battle continuing right through the midterm elections. But for folks who aren't partisan warriors, this battle is incredibly disheartening. I spoke with a Disney executive who's caught in the middle of it right now, and they said, you know, Disney's brand for decades has been family-friendly and has been gay-friendly, and that hasn't been in conflict. That need not be in conflict. But the media organs that profit from conflict are on a crusade now, working overtime to demonize Disney, claiming the company is indoctrinating and sexualizing children for, through movies and TV shows. Belter, you pathetic potato, the woman I just showed you, a woman who writes these movies, these TV shows, she said she's indoctrinating children. It's not the right-wing media, the scary right-wing media, or those scary Christian people who are saying it. They're repeating it because it's the people themselves that are doing it that are saying we are indoctrinating kids. So they had three Chirons. Did you notice the Chiron is the little, the little blurb under the story as he's talking? They had three Chirons that were all lies. Uh, why the right-wing media is targeting Mickey Mouse. I mean, does that strike you as an honest assessment of what's going on here? That the right-wing media is really going after Mickey Mouse. Yes, we're going after Mickey Mouse and we want to take out Donald Duck and Goofy's head on a stick. That's really what this is all about. If these freaks had not done all of this and moved on people's children, do you think anyone would be going after them? So that one's a lie. Then the next Chiron says, LGBT rights are the latest target of right-wing media. No, not true. Lie. Stelter. Why? We're gonna send this video to Stelter. Can we get a contact at CNN? I, we've tried to get him on the show before. Now I know he's not gonna do it, but uh, I wanna send this video to Stelter. Stelter, this is for you. If you are so into this idea that state employees should have private conversations with six-year-olds about sexuality and gender identity, what you should do on your show is bring on someone else's child and have a conversation with them about gender identity. Have that conversation live on air. I'll retweet you. You'll get some clicks and you get no clicks, by the way. Little sidebar to this whole story. Uh, did you see this thing where CNN, they launched this CNN Plus thing? Did you hear about this? This was their digital network in essence to compete with people like me, like to compete with, to compete with the people that are actually getting clicks and have some influence these days. They were gonna put a billion dollars into it. They put a couple hundred million. They got 10,000 paying subscribers, which half of those have to be uh, CNN or Disney employees, whatever it is. Um, it's just so pathetic. Nobody's paying attention to these people. And then the third Chiron, right-wing stars claim Disney is indoctrinating. Where well, I, already, I already hit that one. I mean, it's, it's just everything they say is a lie. But Stelter, I will retweet you. Sit there with someone else's first grader, second grader, talk to them about sexuality and uh, show us how, how morally right you are and how evil the right wing is. And then we'll go from there. But okay, we're laying out the case here and uh, let's continue with the prosecution of the case, uh, COVID. Now, COVID, it's funny because some of the uh, enlightened liberals or whatever you wanna call them, they've, in the last few weeks, or maybe two months or so, they've sort of come out uh, against some of the mandates and the draconian policies and things. And I think what you'll find here uh, is that uh, 
Bill Maher and Joe Rogan are uh, going to make some sense on this kind of thing. I probably have, but it's like, I don't know. I would trust it. It came from the CDC. If they if they personally admitted, yes, this is or the people who make the vaccine. Um, anybody else? I don't know. But then again, they could be lying. I also don't tell them, don't trust them to tell me the truth about whether they did put it in there. And I don't know what the fucking shit is. That I don't, I, maybe. <laughs> so don't tell me things like, just do what we say. Don't question it. When have we ever been wrong? A lot. All You've the time. been wrong a lot. And you just don't know a lot. So just don't tell me, well, we are perfectly certain that this vaccine is safe or we are perfectly certain that these x-rays are a low dose and they won't. You don't fucking know that. <laughs> you don't know what all these different things, these, there's like 50,000 chemicals we have in our body that we didn't have 100 years ago. You don't know what the interchange of all these elements is doing to me. And me personally, it might be different than you. So just don't have that attitude of just get it in you because yeah. we are the people who know. You're Not the just that, but they're making insane amounts of profit from that. And we're, yes. su we're supposed to pretend that they've been honest about the risks of things in the past. Okay, I think Rogan really hits the key part there, right? These people who are making an awful lot of money and stand to make a future awful lot of money and who have uh, put in legal language so they'll never be held to account if anything's wrong with any of these vaccines or anything else. Like, perhaps that's what this is really about. But, but Mar is basically making sense, although the first thing he says there, I would trust the CDC or the people who make the vaccines. And then he kind of realizes what he said there and he goes, but they could be lying. So why should we trust them? I mean, two years after this whole thing, do you really trust the CDC? Do you really trust the vaccine makers? I'm not saying they're all liars. I'm not saying that they're all evil. And I have no doubt that there are good employees who work there. And I, ha and I have no, but we know that they've even fudged the numbers. Even over the last couple of weeks, they fudged the numbers related to deaths and infections and a whole bunch of other stuff. Remember there was one thing, what was the line that they used about the numbers that they screwed up related to COVID deaths? They, it was an accounting error or something. They forgot to carry the one in one of those things or it was what they called it, a clerical error. It was a database error, something like that. Um, so Marsh sort of says the right thing. Like he, at first he was like, well, uh, well, well uh, the, the CDC, I would trust them. But then he realizes, oh no, why should I just trust them? But the problem is liberals put too much faith in big institutions above them. I think probably because they're trying to find other gods because usually they don't believe in gods, but something about believing in systems and believing in something is very important to the human experience. So you can run around saying you're an atheist, but then go, oh, but the CDC saying, said something, I have to believe it. But then he also has a logical brain and the logical brain goes, wait, just because they said it, probably not true, possibly not true. Hey, I'm still back here. Okay, fine. But he sort of got it. But once again, it's like, okay, you're getting it two years later because when there was a cost to getting it over the last two years, when many of us were screaming that there should be no mandates, that you should not be forcing children to wear masks, that it should be up to the individuals and all of those things, where were you, Bill Maher? And again, this is not an attack on Bill Maher. This is a, this is a genuine, this is a genuine hand out of like, let's, let's do this. Let's get to the end. Let's start building the new world. You should be part of the new world, obviously. But when there was a cost to having any of the opinions that you now have, you didn't have those opinions. You were not going after Fauci. You were not, was he loudly screaming? I mean, please, someone find me a video where he was ranting and raving against mandates. I'll gladly show that video tomorrow and I'll apologize. But when a whole bunch of us were, where were you? Now it's very easy to say it, right? It's, it's the easiest possible thing to say. Uh, but you believe in the CDC. That's what you're saying. You believe in the, uh, 
in these big institutions. Well, here's video from uh, you know a year plus ago about what the people who were running these things felt about all of us. This is Lord Fauci. So are there countries that you, you know, there are countries that seem to be doing well that then weren't doing so. Are there countries now that hold up as models for, you know, pretty good response to this? You know, the answer is yes, but right now it seems that every country is suffering. We are often compared with countries that are not comparable to us. We are not a little island of five million people that we can shut off. We're not a country that would accept if a ruler tells us, you must do this. I was talking with our UK colleagues just today who were saying the UK is very similar to where we are now in outbreak because each of our countries have that independent spirit but we don't want to be told what to do. Well, I understand that, but now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> oh, the laugh there, just, just an evil man. He is an evil man and he does not deserve your respect and he does not deserve your attention and he certainly doesn't deserve your rights, your God-given rights that he has no authority over. Um, but my guys just did a quick cursory look. And again, if, if anyone can prove me wrong on this, I'll gladly play it tomorrow. There was really no criticism uh, by Bill Maher of Fauci or the CDC until January of this year. That's when things really started changing because that's when Omicron swept through the country. All these people got COVID, me included. And then suddenly people's feelings about it, maybe after two years of this insanity, it just broke enough people that they were like enough listening to these people. So when there was a cost of having a hard opinion, And I can link this back to the Dennis Prager clip before. What Dennis Prager was saying two years ago, it was absolutely true. It was absolutely true, but Bill Maher was mocking him for it. When there's no cost, it becomes very easy for the liberals. And this is all the liberals. This is all the remaining liberals, whoever there is. And again, it's a plea to you guys. Let's go, let's go. We got cookies, we're good, it's all good. Um, But all of the conservatives were being yelled at because we're anti-vaxxers and we're mean, and we want grandma to die, and Ron DeSantis is a maniac, and all of those things. Well, I thought we should link this to a little bit of what happened because of these policies over the last couple of years. And do you remember what the liberals brought in to this country? Do you remember what was going on in the blue cities and the blue states? And speaking of blue cities, Philadelphia right now reinstituting, reinstituting their mask mandate right now, as unbelievable as that sounds. But it was all a test, people, and they did it once and they'll do it again. Well, do you remember what was happening in our cities? I remember. Eerily quiet in the city that never sleeps. The trains are still running, but no one's at the station. The state of New York now in lockdown. The number starts to go up, tighten the valve. If the number doesn't slow down, Close the valve. The number of cases in the state now surpassing 7,000, putting immense pressure on hospitals and critical supplies. Ventilators are to this war what missiles were to World War II. We need ventilators. With the hospital system under increasing stress, the death toll continues to rise at an alarming rate. Among the fatalities, four members of the same family, a 73-year-old woman in New Jersey and three of her children. 
Across the country, California's 40 million residents also hunkered down as a statewide lockdown came into place. The notorious 405 highway in Los Angeles free-flowing, while police patrolled empty beaches for violators. While police patrolled empty beaches for violators, and they literally did that in Los Angeles, the famous video of the police, the fat police officer chasing the young surfer who was alone on the beach on a beautiful 80 degree day, swimming in the Pacific in Los Angeles. They filled the famous skate ramp, remember that? At Venice Beach, Venice Beach, which was one, once one of the coolest places we had in all of the United States. It was like this hippie utopia for whatever level of utopia we could have and, and such a cool place of music and food and culture and all sorts of different people coming together. It ended up becoming a crack den basically and I do not recommend any of you ever go to Venice Beach. It's, it's actually quite evil. I have, a, I have a good buddy who lives in Venice Beach in a, in a pretty nice house and he can't sell it because nobody wants, he's like basically trying to give it away, a seriously nice house, and he can't give it away because nobody wants to live in that shithole. Uh, but this is what burning a country looks like, right? And we don't want to burn this country. Well, that's what we don't want to do, but I suspect it is what some people want to do. And it's what some people accidentally vote for when they call themselves good liberals while mocking all of those mean conservatives. Now, and I just want you to think for one second, and the reason I played that video is because I think we have to not forget, right? Am I, what am I always talking about? We have to not forget what happened over these last two years. They try to make us forget. We move on to Ukraine and we move on to this and that. And we forget what these people and their policies did to us. And if you think that it's not coming back, well, as I just said, uh, Philadelphia is putting on masks again and so be it. Have your cheesesteak with a mask. Cheesesteak, mask, cheesesteak, mask, cheesesteak, mask, okay. Uh, but there's some other video coming out of Shanghai, China right now that is absolutely insane. And I really thought about whether I wanted to show this video or not because it's so profoundly evil what's happening there. And I don't wanna be alarmist, um, but I think it's important to know what happens when a fully authoritarian government, uh, what full fascism, which is what they're trying to usher in here. Communism, Marxism, I don't even care what you call it at this point when full government control over the people is allowed. Uh, here's what's happening. This is a compilation video uh, of what's happening right now in China over what they're saying is now the next version of Omicron. <laughs> Okay, you're seeing a whole bunch of different stuff in that compilation. You're seeing a child, that, that first video was a child who had been separated from his parents, from what I understand, just wandering around trying to find some assistance. The screaming that you were hearing, those were in buildings in Shanghai. Those are people who have been locked in their apartments. 
They no longer have food. In many cases, they don't have running water. They are literally starving to death. People are dying in their apartments. There are other videos we didn't want to show you. People are jumping from their windows because they're sick of starving to death because the government has decided that they should have a zero COVID policy. This is only because people allowed the government to have too much power over their lives and governments do horrible things. It's just a sick, twisted part of humanity. It just is. Um, so, and then of course what you're seeing there is rioting related to food and, and a whole bunch more. Okay, so what was the point of today's show? The point of today's show is there is a way to stop this and we can do it. We cannot burn this country. We can choose not to burn this country. But the sane liberals, the moderate Democrats, you might be the key to this whole thing. And I don't know how many of you watch this show anymore. I, I suspect a bunch of you do. Well, I know a bunch of you do, but I think you have to start speaking up. You might be the key to the, this whole thing. The conservatives, the libertarians, whatever, they, they basically get it. We know which way they're gonna vote. And we know that a lot of people are shifting that way. Right here in Florida alone, when DeSantis came in, uh, there were about 200,000 more registered Democrats than Republicans. Uh, last I heard, there's about 90,000 more registered Republicans than Democrats. We're gonna see this happen. We saw what happened in Virginia with Youngkin, okay. But the key at a national level, if this country is to continue, is that if you are a decent Democrat, if you are a decent liberal, if you are Bill Maher, you can no longer vote for people who are destroying the ideas that you purport to believe in. You cannot vote for Democrats anymore. You do not have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. It's not that hard. This is not rocket science. We have to save this country. We have to do it right now. The Democratic Party must be destroyed. We must get rid of all of them. We don't have to jail them. We don't have to ban them. We don't have to put them in gulags, but we have to get them out of power and we have to put the power back in the hands of the people. That's what we have to do. And now in summation, how do we do that? It's actually quite simple. Good people must just stand up. The individual must stand up and say, here I am, and this is what I believe in, and I will not give power to people who do not deserve it. So we have one of those guys in Florida. Uh, his name is Ron DeSantis, and for two years, he stood against the entire machine. And he surrounded himself with people, like our incredible Surgeon General here, Latipo, uh, who were willing to fight against the machine and fight against the CDC and fight against all of the forces that we seemingly think are impossible to stop. And yet we seemingly did it here. And, it's, and I say seemingly because we've done it for now, but the forces are, are gonna keep coming. And that's why we, we can't just sit back and say, oh, we did it, we're good to go. No, we must, we must focus and, and really understand how we did it and why we did it and how we're gonna stop it. Uh, so here's uh, DeSantis on 15 days to slow the spread. A year and a half ago, we started with 15 days to slow the spread, and, and now it's gone to get jabbed or lose your job. And today's OSHA rule, a uh, very long time coming, we were, we were waiting for it, uh, that was issued. If you look at it, uh, here it is. It's almost 500 pages. And so we're supposed to be a government of laws, not a government of men. Uh, this is 500 pages of a government of a bureaucracy a government that is being run by executive edict, not in accordance with the typical constitutional processes. And uh, the state of Florida is gonna respond and we will combat uh, the OSHA rule. He's just one guy doing the right thing. And then one guy doing the right thing inspires someone else to do the right thing and someone else to do the right thing. And in a world of algorithms and retweets, you can inspire an awful lot of people 
to do the right thing. So then DeSantis continued, this is yesterday in response to what's going on now in Philly with the remasking and what's going on in China. As long as I sit in the chair in which I sit, no Floridian will be restricted, mandated, or locked down in any possible way. What's hilarious about that, of course, is his critics will say that he's the fascist. He's the one who hates freedom. And it's like, man, he's trying to free you people. You live in the freest state in the union, a union that is struggling right now, right? A union that is, is, is quaking because of some bad forces. But now let's link this thing back to the beginning. What was Ronald Reagan talking about? Conservatives oppose fascism. Conservatives oppose the idea that corporations could line themselves up with government to push down on the rights of people. Who is defending the corporations relative to their power right now? It's the people who are supporting Disney right now, right? Who's the one standing up against Disney and saying, hey, Disney, you don't get to decide what the children of Florida learn. It's the scary conservative Ron DeSantis. It's the scary conservatives all over the country who are saying, no, 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 Disney, you, not, you do not rule over us and we will fight against you. And it's just as Ronald Reagan warned, and I think that was around 1983 or so, just as Ronald Reagan warned, it's the liberals through a combination of corporate power and government power who are ushering in fascism, all of the bad ideas. So Bill Maher, once again, to you, and I suppose to John Stewart and to Barry Weiss and the few others that are out there. Well, it's not even a few others. I know there's a chunk of you out there. And the reason I do these videos is I think if we can just move you, we're good. I think we could do it. I really do think we could do it. At least at the state level, we could do it. You guys just need to be moved to understand that you, in the name of liberalism, are destroying liberalism. And you can sit there and say, I'm a good liberal and all the other liberals have gone mad but perhaps you must vote for other people to defend the very things that you believe. That is the point. Uh, so Mar, Rogan even, even Joe Rogan, do you support Ron DeSantis, yes or no? I don't mean this to be a dick, but like, do you support Ron DeSantis, yes or no? Why did you leave California? You fled California after 200 million bucks from Spotify, you didn't like the taxes, that's perfectly fine. I don't like taxes either. And you fled California and you moved to Texas where there's no income tax. So are you, willing to support a Republican uh, candidate in Texas? Are you willing to support a Ron DeSantis in Florida? It doesn't mean you have to live in the state with the guy, but do you basically support these people who are, do who are actually doing the things that are congruent with the way you live your life? Uh, we've got a great cold close for you related to all this, but I wanna do a couple locals comments before we get to that. Uh, Jay says, Google is confusing menstruation with bloody hemorrhoids. My bloody joke from before really uh, seems much worse now. <laughs> uh, Matt says, California was mentioned on your show, Dave, cash in the jar. Sorry, Matt, you are completely right. And not only will I put $5, and again, we're, we're having this internal debate. Is this money to free someone from California to bring them to Florida, or is this money perhaps better used to take a lefty, Anna Navarro, I am told, lives somewhere in Florida, okay, in Miami somewhere. So maybe this money should go to get, get, just get Anna Navarro the hell out of this state. She is a crazy person. That would perhaps be a better use of the money. Although I do wanna save somebody from, maybe I'll do both. I don't know, we'll figure it out. There's a, there's a 10 today, so there you go. Uh, D, I'll donate this money to Bill Maher. 
Mar, you're worth probably at least 100 million bucks. But if you need an extra 5K to like get home, to bring it all together, man, there you go. Uh, D says, loved your appearance on Megyn Kelly. I did two hours on the Megyn Kelly podcast and Sirius XM show yesterday, which you can find on YouTube. I just adore Megyn. We, we have such a good rhythm together. She's just, she's just a great human being and I love her. So thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, reminder, guys, I am going on tour. Please join me out on the road. We kick it off next Tuesday in West Palm and then we're, in, uh, we're bouncing around Florida and we're going to Texas and New York and Illinois and California and DC and all over the place, uh, Colorado, et cetera, et cetera. DaveRubin.com slash events. If you want to play along during the live chat uh, as we're doing the show, it's rubinreport.locals.com. My interview where Michael Knowles hosts the Rubin Report and asks me about this very book uh, is up right now on YouTube and Rumble and on Locals. Uh, and finally, related to all of this stuff, one man can save us. And it's not one specific man, it's one man, meaning it's you. I just want you to know we really appreciate our Georgians. Um, if Stacey Abrams is elected governor of Georgia, <laughs> I just wanna be honest, that will be a cold war between Florida and Georgia at that point. I mean, I can't have Castro to my south and Abrams to my north. That'd be a disaster. So I hope you guys take care of that and we end up. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.